is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my mother's basement. It's crazy, man. You know, it's really, it's really crazy that the narrative that is getting thrown around out there is that Vince McMahon just got back in charge of WWE right around three, four weeks ago, and really then became the man in charge on Monday. It's not the case. It's not the truth. It's not people being honest. Whoever's talking about that, they are being completely disingenuous to their audience. They are being fed wrong information, and it's just not true. Vince has been back. Vince never left. And Triple H has now become just like everyone else before him. Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, and everybody else that tried to run WWE creative. At the end of the day, it's always going to be Vince McMahon's show. We might have gotten a little bit of that Triple H influence And you could easily tell what is a Triple H show compared to a Vince McMahon show. I don't know what else to say to you guys. I really don't. Open your eyes. Realize what's going on around you. Realize what's going on in front of you. And today we're going to, again, because there's a bunch of false narratives being floated around out there. Today we're going to go over once again what the reality is of the story is. We're going to go over Triple H foolishly once again being promoted for SmackDown on Friday night. And we're going to talk about what happened coming out of Monday and all the chaos that was Vince McMahon back running the show 100%. It's unhappy hour because nobody's happy about this situation. I'm not happy about it. Pull up a chair, order a drink off the menu, and let's get on with the show. crazy, man. It really is crazy what is going on in the world of professional wrestling. I did not expect any of this to happen coming out of WrestleMania, man. It's really, it's really sad that we got what we got 
coming out of WrestleMania. Everybody was legitimately on the highest of highs coming out of Mania. And everything got blown up in 24 hours. Everything got blown up in 24 hours. I, I never, I never, I've been doing this for a very long time, man. I never seen it of this magnitude. Worst Raw was trending, I would say, 36 hours after Raw ended. Hashtag fire Vince McMahon is still trending in the United States on social media. At one point, it was, I believe, the number one trend in the United States. Fire Vince McMahon. What does Endeavor think about this? What does Ari Emanuel think about this? I'm sure they don't care. There was a report by Dave Meltzer that said this is the reaction that they were looking for. I I don't even know how something like that could be fucking uttered. This? What you got on Monday? The backlash to Monday? That's the reaction that WWE was looking for? No, that's the reaction that Vince McMahon was looking for because he accomplished exactly what he set out to do and that is bury for a second time his son-in-law. That's the reaction that Vince wanted. That's the type of reaction that gets Vince McMahon's dick hard. That's the type of reaction that the old administration would love to hear about a following you know, or following Monday, going into Titan Tower on Tuesday. That's the type of reaction that, that, that they all sit around Vince's fucking boardroom table at. That's the type of reaction that they laugh over. They have lunch and laugh over it. That's the type of reaction. You think Triple H was looking for that type of reaction? Triple H probably went home and he fucking cried to his wife, begging for a way out. Honey, how can I join you in retirement? It's not the reaction Triple H was looking for. No fucking way, no chance in hell. There's so much shit that I'm going to go over right here. You hear people on other podcasts, and I heard a clip yesterday, and I seen something yesterday that was given to me via DM, got me fucking heated beyond recognition. It took every fiber of my being to not take this clip and blast it out on social media. Honestly. Vince has been back. Vince didn't randomly show up Monday. Vince didn't randomly show up two, three, four weeks ago. Vince has been back. Whether you want to pay your fucking Patreon fees or not. You want to Read news behind a paywall. God bless you. But Vince has been back. We're going to document how Vince has been back. We've already done that for months. I don't want to tell you I'm right. I don't want to be right. But this is something that I've been blasted over for weeks, months. And nobody believed anything. And I'm not the only one. All you need to do is pay attention And listen to what these people say. They have lied to you at every twist and turn. Lied to you. 
Endeavor lied to you with that CNBC interview. WWE is now under investigation for the way that they handled the Endeavor merger with UFC. This is all very, very shady. Liberty Media, the same fucking people that own the Atlanta Braves, Liberty Media was a big-time player in wanting to purchase WWE. Why didn't Liberty Media get an outright sale when they were heavily invested in buying the WWE? Because Liberty Media didn't want to work with Vince McMahon. Every single opportunity that Vince McMahon had as a buyer for the company. No, 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 no. Ari Emanuel gets the call. Hey, Ari, you want to do business? I'll sell you 51% of the company. Meanwhile, I have 49%. I know you and I have been best buddies for 23 years. Let's do business. Am I going to be able to be on board if I sell 51% of my WWE to you? Sure, Vince. I can't do it without you. I've known you for over two decades. Why would I get rid of you? Boom. Ding, 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 ding. We have a buyer. The price is right. Why isn't that being discussed? Nobody finds this to be shady? Out of everybody else that could have purchased WWE, it went to somebody that Vince knew for 23 years. Not a single fucking media outlet or journalist in the community has the balls to attack that fucking narrative. Oh, Vince McMahon, those other shows have been proclaiming Vince has been back. Yes, bitch. Motherfucker's been back since January. I don't need no fucking paywall or report from backstage to know what's going on. Watch the show! Raw has drastically taken a nosedive since November. The fuck are you not watching? Vince showed up magically on Monday night. You fucking kidding me? It's unbelievable. We're going to talk about the morale that's seemingly in the fucking dumps because Vince McMahon is back. We're going to talk about Triple H's speech on Monday, which was some sort of rah-rah speech, which was supposed to be some sort of rah-rah speech, which sounded like to me a fucking farewell and a thank you to everybody. Thanks for being here for me. We did it. We showed them we're not going anywhere. But I can't help it because my father-in-law is a fucking maniacal, pedo-looking fucking motherfucker with that ugly-looking Sonic the Hedgehog villain mustache. 78 years old, Ari Emanuel, who's in charge and leads the biggest sports fucking enterprise in the world, UFC, needs 78-year-old Vince McMahon to do that job? Nobody finds that to be a sticky situation, huh? Sure thing. We're going to talk about the ratings that everybody was bragging about on Monday night. Oh, look, Vince is back. Another banger show. It's the Raw After Mania, you fucking geeks. Of course it was going to be a fucking great rating. 
We're going to talk about the Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes feud, which is completely and utterly a bullshit report. Complete garbage. Complete garbage. We're going to dead this shit today. I can't wait to get to that story. We're going to dead that shit immediately. What has changed from WrestleMania and Raw? What Vince changed? And we're going to go over the situation with Drew McIntyre's contract is coming to an end. And we're going to talk about AEW. Big time signings in AEW. That a big show last night on Dynamite. And we'll talk about Nigel McGuinness, Jay White. We'll talk about Brian Cage, what's going on with him. And CM Punk slowly starting to get back into the good graces of everybody in the AEW locker room. Appreciate you guys joining me, man. It is a Thursday afternoon. We got 2,800 people in here, man. Let's, let's keep that coming, man. Come on in here. I need your energy, man. I need your energy. Loving this energy on this unhappy hour for Thursday afternoon. Open up a cold beverage. It's going to be a good one. Follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications so you know when I do upload and when I go live. Tons of content. YouTube shorts. Uploaded one earlier this morning. We'll have those frequently going out throughout the weekend. YouTube shorts, live streams, you name it, we covered it. It's on there. Go check it out. All on the homepage. You, get, you may have to go to the live section on the homepage to go check out the live streams, but they are all there. Follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that thumbs up. We got 700 likes so far. We need 1,000. That's the minimum. No questions asked. Super chats are open. Get them on and we'll hang out at the end of the show as we usually do. Let me know how you guys feel about anything that you want to talk about, especially what we talk about here today. Shout out to DraftKings. They are going to be the big time sponsor for the show throughout the rest of the year. Can't wait to begin work with them. We got some great new sponsors coming up as well in the weeks to come. Just got to get some approvals on things. I will keep you guys updated with the major announcements coming out of AEW, man. Forbidden Door in Toronto and the all-in show at Wembley in London. I've been doing some logistics and just doing some soft research. You may find off the script to be traveling to those cities when the time is right. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. One of my great sponsors and great friends of the show, Manscaped.com. Code script 20 at checkout. 20% off. Free shipping. And they got the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. One of the best razors that I've personally used. And I mean that. I would not be saying that if I did not believe it, man. Incredible. Love it. Go get yours today. 20% off. Plus, they're giving away a bunch of goodies as well with that Pro Kit. 20% off. Free shipping. Script 20. At checkout, manscaped.com. Let's get into the news, man. I am going to start off with Vince McMahon. That's why you're all here. WWE has taken a huge morale hit with Vince McMahon's return to Gorilla running the show. Raw changes happen throughout the show. 
Four times the show was ripped up and something was changed. Things left off the show that were originally planned for the show. It was a complete disaster and clusterfuck on Monday. Morale took a big hit on Monday, obviously, not only to the locker room, but the fans watching the show as well. McMahon made changes to the show, and believe it or not, there was, and this is why I don't believe a single fucking word coming out of these reports. I don't. I don't believe anything Triple H has to say, though I'm here for Triple H and I sympathize with Triple H. There was a talent meeting where Paul Levesque and Nick Khan told talent nothing would be changing. And minutes before, Triple H did an on-screen promo saying as much, Vince McMahon was back in Gorilla for most of the night, all of the night. Triple H went out there. He walked right back to Gorilla, and Vince McMahon was already in position, assuming the role that he gave up back in June. And Triple H was delegated to be running medial fucking errands and coffee and this other shit that he had others doing when he was in that seat from June up until, I would say, about February. This is what happens. Nobody believed he would be back, and now here he is on Monday running the show. So they had a talent meeting, and Nick Khan, who is a trusted official here, he is the president of WWE, told the locker room that Vince is not back how many times and that nothing is changing. Triple H had to go out there, not only in front of the locker room, but on live television and tell everybody that nothing was changing. And he walks back there, and the biggest thing that has changed is his position in the company. Gone. Erased. Deleted. Eradicated. As if the last nine months never fucking happened. After months of being assured that Vince McMahon was not leading creative, many talents in WWE became frustrated When the day of an announced WWE merger with UFC, Endeavor bought 51% of WWE, there were a bunch of Vince McMahon-esque changes that were made. McMahon came right along, right as the show started, and right after WWE led meetings, saying nothing was going to change. Literally, everything changed for Monday Night Raw. He was in Gorilla all night after WWE told numerous sources that Triple H was leading the charge in that position. He was sitting in Gorilla all night, just like he was sitting in Gorilla the day that WWE ventured into Boston and they gave the excuse, the media and the journalists gave the excuse, ah, well, he's there to visit John Cena. Meanwhile, he was there sitting in Gorilla wearing a fucking headset. Why is he wearing a headset if he's not, if he's not a part of the show? That's what I want to know. So what was he doing there? Visiting John Cena? Bullshit. Vince was back there with his silly looking fucking mustache for the first time and he was wearing a headset and he was in control of the show. In the back of his mind and texting Bruce, don't worry, pal, I'll be back in a few weeks. That's exactly what he did. I don't need any sources to tell me that. There were changes made well into the show, new run sheets being passed along Video and photos floating around on social media with 
the production team right there in the arena getting line sheet after line sheet after line sheet about changes that were being done during the actual program. After saying he would not be in the weeds, which is the same thing he said when he hired Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff for executive director of Monday and Friday night. Eric Bischoff, how long did he last? Six weeks? Maybe longer than that? Paul Heyman didn't last one year. He lasted, what, nine months? All of a sudden, they are eliminated. Vince McMahon obviously trusted Paul Heyman a little bit more than he did Eric Bischoff. But when he sat there alongside Paul Heyman every night, how much is Paul Heyman really in charge? Did Paul Heyman sit down and script every show? Of course not. All Paul Heyman did was be given a title, sat next to Vince McMahon in the creative meetings, pitched ideas. Vince let it go for as long as he had the patience to let it go. And then when Vince didn't have any more patience and he felt like the show was going nowhere, which at that point, the show was going nowhere in general because we were operating in a fucking empty gym at that point. Guys like Andrade and Buddy Matthews and Malachi and Ali and guys like that. Paul Heyman wanted a new Monday Night Raw 6 or a SmackDown 6, right? He wanted a core group of, a group of guys that he could really build the show around. Vince didn't want any of this. He lost patience. He got rid of Paul Heyman. He blamed Paul Heyman for Raw not being up to standard, which by that point, we all knew what was going on. Vince surrounds himself with glorified yes-men. So what Punk said back in 2011, everybody wants to scoff at, but everything that was said there was the truth being thrown at you live on television. They make a joke about it. Oh, Vince is a great mind. Meanwhile, he's got yes-men. Yes, Vince. Yes, Vince. Yes, Vince. Everything that the man does, he does zero wrong. He does nothing wrong because he gets yeses every single time. So Monday Night Raw was not where it needed to be, according to Vince. He got bored. He got frustrated. He fired Paul Heyman, fired Eric Bischoff. Heyman went to uh, be an on-screen character with Brock again. And all he did was hire Bruce Prichard in that spot or promote Bruce Prichard in that spot because because Bruce Prichard was a yes man. He knew Bruce was going to get the job done the way that he wanted and give him no lip service about it. So when things don't go right, Vince hires yes men that he can blame and then fire and pretend like it didn't really come from him. So he has someone to place the blame on. Then he puts somebody in charge that he can trust or himself. And even then, people will say, oh, that was great. That was great. That was great, Vince. Hires yes men. He thinks he's doing a good job. He doesn't give a shit about the fan backlash. He doesn't give a shit about the shareholders who ask these fucking questions and yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Vince thinks he's doing a good job. Vince can do no wrong. No matter if it's the fucking worst television ever, Vince will think it's the best television ever. And WWE's never been better. And this is the direction that we need to be going. So he said that he would not be in the weeds with creative. This was an interview on CNBC with Ari Emanuel. That was earlier in the day on Monday. Vince McMahon instead came to Monday Night Raw, 
made last-minute changes time and time and time and time again. Several on the roster were left frustrated. There were several that said they didn't even think the changes were creatively poor. Oh, they were poor. They were poor. But they felt the entire dishonesty of the situation was worse considering that over a dozen of these people had previously been fired under Vince McMahon, and that was a depressing blow on Monday. It wasn't creatively bad. The fuck did you guys watch on Monday? Omas and Elias? The first thing that you see on Monday night following WrestleMania? How is that creatively good? Ali, with this cringy gimmick that he's got, which makes him seem more like a jobber than he ever looked. 60-second squash with Bobby Lashley. What did that What did that forward on WWE television? Zero. When the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is used to set up new feuds and new direction, getting new stars on the show, a debut, a return, a, a free agent signing, right? Taking the WWE into the next few weeks, into the summer, with these brand new storylines that happen. Elias and Omas, how does that factor into what I just said? It wasn't creatively poor. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens made zero mention of the bloodline, zero mention of the Usos. You would think that the entire fucking story is finished, that there's not going to be another chapter written. Meanwhile, they wrestled the Street Profits, which kind of made sense because the Street Profits won a fatal four-way showcase match at WrestleMania on night one. And then we get them wrestling on Monday, only to find out on Friday that Sami Zayn is wrestling Jay Uso on SmackDown. Don't you think that the Usos and Sami KO following WrestleMania and what happened, don't you think that should be something that was written into Monday's show instead of waiting for Friday? They did nothing on Monday to even think that they were still feuding with the Usos, yet we come to find out that Jay Uso's wrestling Sami Zayn on Friday. For what? That's something that should have been on the follow-up show. No, but we gotta wait till Friday to find out what happens. What else happened on Monday? Seth Rollins went out there and threw his hands in the air, doing some sing-along with the crowd. That was it for him. No direction for Seth Rollins. Then we got the clickbait slash, you know, typical Vince special gaslighting the audience to think this mega tag team match is going to happen only to get to the main event and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Wait till the report that Fightful put out, which I find bullshit. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Saying Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes was the plan for four weeks going into to Monday show. Four weeks. This was not the plan of four weeks ago. This was the plan as of Monday. There's no way. How does Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes even make sense theoretically on television? It doesn't. Their paths didn't cross. They have nothing to do with each other. This is the product of Vince McMahon and what he thinks is best. It wasn't planned as of four weeks ago. They had absolutely nothing to do with each other for four weeks. It was a product of Monday. So when the roster says it wasn't creatively poor, yes, it was. It was creatively poor. We got one minute and 41 seconds of wrestling in the first hour, which WWE advertised as commercial-free, and you're telling me that the roster said it wasn't creatively poor? Open your eyes, folks. Open your eyes. His involvement. Obviously, people were scared about him getting involved. There were big changes that happened on short notice between 6 p.m., and the talent meeting until the show went on the air. And actually during the show as well. There were originally set to be two triple threat women's matches that were to determine the Raw Women's Championship title match whenever. Backlash on Raw over the coming weeks. Nobody knows because it was deleted. Instead, the women's segments were completely cut. And a tag team title contender match was booked It wasn't creatively bad, says the Fightful Report, according from the roster that they heard from. Meanwhile, we got Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, who won a showcase match on Sunday's WrestleMania. They are the number one contenders. Not one mention of them being the number one contenders was made. Then we get Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez winning a number one contenders match on Monday And that was in replace of these two triple threat matches that were supposed to take place. That Triple H, I'm assuming, had booked. So Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are the number one contenders for the women's tag team titles. Meanwhile, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler won number one contenders for the women's tag team titles on Sunday at WrestleMania. How do we have two number one contenders for the women's tag team championships? Nothing was made. Nothing was said. Nothing was tweeted. No injury was reported about Shayna Baszler. Everybody's like, oh, Shayna's injured. She ended the match without a boot on in the ring. I don't know. Maybe something happened there that didn't result in an injury. Ronda's been injured. But if Ronda was injured enough, they wouldn't have cleared her to go out there and actually wrestle. So we have two number one contenders. But I'm supposed to think, because Fightful said something that the roster didn't think it was creatively bad. Nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing on Monday's show made any sense whatsoever. Zero. So that was all changed. Bailey. Bailey. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez beat EO and Dakota. 
Bailey didn't even walk out with damage control. Why not? Bailey then posts something about the romance that she loved. Romance usually comes to an end. The things that we love usually come to an end. And then she leaves a, a waving goodbye emoji with goodbye. Was Bailey kicked out of damage control when we didn't know? Did something happen that was not documented? Did Vince McMahon not realize that Bailey was a part of damage control? A lot of people were like, oh, I'm worried for Bailey. I'm worried for Bailey. If Bailey isn't with damage control, I would be more worried about damage control than I would be Bailey. Because you know for a fucking fact that those two women are going to be as good as gone if this continues. Dakota was fired for a reason. EO was never going to be brought up to the main roster. Triple H thought he was doing a good thing. If Vince is back legitimately, which I know he is, and Bailey is not with damage control, why are you worried about Bailey? They're not going to fire Bailey. Bailey may ask for her release, which I would not blame the woman. Why would you be worried about Bailey and not damage control? It's the opposite. Bailey came out, or Bailey didn't come out, rather. Damage Control came out without Bailey. She was scheduled to be at ringside. That was cut. Why that? Why was that cut? When she's the leader of the group, why was that cut? I feel like it was cut because Vince wanted to see, let me see how great these women are. Can they get over without Bailey? Does people, do people care? Does it matter? He's going to gauge them on what they do in the ring without Bailey, and then he's going to find justifiable reason in his own sick, demented mind to get rid of them. So, several women on the roster grew frustrated because of all these adjustments. Clearly, you go from a tag team match that we already determined on Sunday for number one contenders, on Monday to determine a second set of number one contenders, and then you take opportunity away from women that were already on the show, away from them, and Bailey is not out there with damage control. So the women's locker room is frustrated. They should have been frustrated for months leading into Monday because both women's storylines coming into WrestleMania were dog shit. No story at all. Many staff and talent have said that after a successful WrestleMania and several months without Vince, obviously the transition from Triple H and what he did Coming from Vince McMahon was smooth, it was successful, morale was through the roof, happy. Now it is all back to being demoralizing, going back to the same shit that they tried so, so desperately to fix and erase. Several of the women on the roster were very disappointed, including a number of them that weren't even at the show, reportedly. In all, this was the biggest hit to morale since Vince McMahon left his spot in June, and probably the lowest point of morale since WrestleMania in 2022, when it was reportedly at all-time lows. Monday, they are comparing it to an all-time low. Coming out, this is crazy, coming out of WrestleMania 39, which is already being talked about as a top-five mania ever. Unbelievable. McMahon was in Gorilla throughout the show, made numerous changes. Even while the show was on the air, production and talent were getting instructions while the show was live on the USA Network. 
Omas and Elias was a late addition to the show. It was changed. Whatever was there was changed to Omas and Elias. Several things that were originally planned for the show didn't end up happening. Omas reportedly was in catering at the start of the show, and he wasn't planned on wrestling on Monday. Then the change happened, and there was a scramble to make sure he had his gear to actually compete. Why is Omas and Elias, I asked this before, why is Omas and Elias added to the show? It's almost as if, how do I make this show, Vince went about this, how do I make this show the worst ever? How do I completely shit on what my son-in-law did over the last nine months? We'll just put Omas and Elias in the open of Monday Night Raw. Meanwhile, that, sh- that spot should have been saved for a mega tag team match, two guys that could go in there and burn the house down as far as in-ring is concerned, a return or a debut, an NXT call-up, something. Omas and Elias. So already your fucking, your heart is not in it. That's what Vince seeks to do. He seeks to kill your fucking joy. He, kill, he kills happiness. Not only from the fans' perspective, from his own employees. He seeks to kill happiness. It's only about what matters to him. So Omos and Elias was a late change. That got added. Obviously, Vince has a fucking raging boner for Omos. I, I don't really know why. There were backstage elements, including Cody talking on a phone during a promo or a segment. And there was supposed to be some Latino World Order legato bad bunny stuff. That also got changed. And Brock Lesnar teaming with Cody was solidified Monday morning. But Fightful wants to put out a report as of today that the plan was four weeks ago. Sure thing. Numerous WWE talent were disappointed as they feel this weekend was a way for Vince McMahon to wedge himself back into the usual day-to-day. Earlier on Monday, WWE sources claimed that Triple H would be the person leading Gorilla for Monday. However, Vince McMahon was present, and many talent felt like they were sold on bullshit. So Fightful said that they spoke to one higher up that said Friday SmackDown will be a big test and an important day for the company, noting that Vince McMahon was already in L.A. for the weekend when Raw After Mania happened. However, if he travels all the way to Portland for SmackDown, whether he's in Gorilla or not, it will be a huge negative sign to the talent and the staff. There are important people in the company who had no idea he was planning to make changes Monday and don't know of his plans for Friday. Nobody knows what Vince is doing Yet everybody wants to think that Vince just magically appeared back in his old position. This is what he has been doing. He has basically been Batman hiding in the shadows of Gotham City. Vince McMahon did not need to discuss anything creatively with the team. Vince McMahon didn't need to be there. Vince McMahon did not need to talk to anybody but Triple H and Bruce Prichard. And if Vince McMahon wasn't there, he went through two means to get what he wanted across. He either called his son-in-law direct and they talked about it, or he went through Bruce and Bruce told Triple H and they hashed it out. Why would Vince need to be there? I don't understand why people thought Vince wasn't back. I've been claiming this for months now. 
Look at the deterioration of Monday Night Raw. Go back and watch the shows from October. There is no person alive that will be able to tell me that the influence over Monday Night Raw has not changed from October till now. Yet I got to hear fucking high-level journalists in the community blast other people on YouTube and other podcasters for claiming this. Meanwhile, they want to be all narcissistic and high on their reporting. Meanwhile, claiming everybody else is fucking retarded. I don't appreciate that. I think that's fucking absolute dog shit reporting. I really do. Because at that point, you're telling me, me, and everybody else that they can't decipher what a Triple H show is compared to a Vince McMahon show? Think about it. Why would Triple H do anything that Vince McMahon did in the past on his show? Why? Triple H doesn't need to resort to such fucking bullshit on Monday night and Friday night. He ran successful NXT black and gold for how long? Why don't you think his methods would be used and work beautifully on the main roster? With the same fucking team that he had on NXT. I don't get it. What, what, makes, what makes you think Triple H needs Vince, Bruce, Kevin Dunn? Triple H didn't have Vince, Bruce, and Kevin Dunn when he ran black and gold. He had his own fucking team. The fuck does he need Bruce Pritchard for when he's got William Regal sitting right next to him, attached at the hip? The fuck does he need Vince McMahon or anything from Vince McMahon's old administration? I don't understand why you believe these fucking people. We can't decipher what a Triple H show is compared to a Vince McMahon show? Look at WrestleMania. Look at night one and night two. I've been saying it for weeks. I would not be surprised if Vince McMahon is booking Raw and Triple H is booking SmackDown. Because that's exactly what we got on WrestleMania weekend. Triple H's night one felt like a fucking NXT takeover happened at WrestleMania. Then we go to night two, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching here? Not to say that night two was completely terrible, thanks to the fucking gifted men and women that went out there and had banger matches. And the crowd... But if you think night two had the same vibe and the same life that night one had, I don't know what the fuck you're smoking, man. Maybe you need to pass me some because I would love to feel what you're feeling and see what you're seeing. I don't see it. I don't see it. There's no way. There is absolutely no way. Now, everybody's worried about Triple H on Friday, it was reported that Triple H is going to address the WWE Universe. For what? What is Triple H going to address on Friday that we didn't get on Monday? Triple H is a puppet now. Triple H has been demoted. He's a figure 
in WWE with a title and a title only. He has no power. He has nothing to say that is going to hold any weight anymore. Triple H is nothing more than chief content officer by title. Why? Because they're waiting for Triple H to do something, quote-unquote, that Vince doesn't approve, approve for or approve with, and they're going to get rid of him. It's exactly what's going to happen. Triple H will be gone by the end of the year. He's nothing more than a Paul Heyman and a Eric Bischoff. He's a fall man. I don't give a fuck. And listen, this pains my soul to say this. I don't give a flying fuck what Triple H has to say on Friday. Because Triple H has went in front of that roster and in that locker room and lied, not once, not twice, but three different fucking times to the roster. Vince is not in charge. Nothing's going to change. I'm in charge. Lie, lie, lie. Why would you believe anything that Triple H has to say? This man went out there and said, we're not going anywhere on Monday night. We are WWE. Thanked the fans for a great WrestleMania. It was almost as if he was sent out there to give his farewell. And when he got backstage, his new boss was back. Or his old boss, in this case. I watched that opening promo by Triple H three different times. And I got the feeling that it was more of a goodbye, farewell, than a rah-rah rally speech. We had a great weekend. No, you didn't, bitch. No, you didn't. You had a great weekend, and then when you got to work on Monday, you were demoted. Vince didn't think you did a good job. Thanks for keeping my seat warm, pal. I'll see you when I see you. Go get me my fucking coffee and get Bruce three Dunkin' Donuts, strawberry cream-filled, because he's a fat slob. Got to live the gimmick with the red face. It's exactly what he did. It's back to filing papers. It's back to fucking pushing pens. Back to filling the fucking water cooler. Back to filling the ink in the fucking printer. This is Triple H's job now. This is Triple H's job. Sooner rather than later, you're going to see he's not there anymore. He's not going to be the shoulder for the roster to cry on. And then all of a sudden, we're back to Bruce ignoring the talent, treating the talent like shit, demoralizing the roster. People don't want to show up for work anymore, walking on eggshells. And then we, the fans, got to bear and grin this fucking garbage. And I'll be back here fucking blowing a lung, looking at you guys, hate the show. Meanwhile, I'll get blasted. Oh, here's JD negative again. Meanwhile, I did what I had to do to let you guys know exactly where WWE was going. I don't want to be negative. I was more positive than I was negative, man. Yet the narrative's still out there. Oh, JD's nothing but negative. No, I'm negative because I got this fucking 80-year-old fucking demented old fuck back running a goddamn company that he's honestly, he doesn't have the wherewithal and the mindset to be running a show like this. Two of them. Triple H is finished. He's going to show up on SmackDown on Friday to do what? To do what? He had been bullshitted. He's been lied to. Then he was forced to lie to us. What are you going to tell me that is going to get my hopes back to where they were back in October? Where? What? Nothing Triple H is going to say is going to hold any weight at all. Dead. 
It's going to sink to the bottom of the fucking ocean, just like everything else. Nick Khan and all the media and and all this media bullshit that they've thrown at you. It's going to sink to the bottom of the fucking ocean because we know it's not true. Don't worry. Things are okay. Yes, in Triple H's fucking dreams, they're okay. Anything he says on Friday will hold zero weight. Now, SmackDown, if you look at SmackDown, Sami Zayn versus Jey Uso. Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, Gunther, Eichner, and Vinci versus Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus. Okay. Then we got a tag team match with Legato and Judgment Day. We got some banger matches on Friday. But who's to say that's actually going to be what's on the show on Friday? Clearly, we know it's not. Or the potential for it to be blown up is incredibly high. They had plans going into Monday, and then none of it actually took place. So Dave Meltzer is reporting that Vince McMahon is going to be running the show on Friday. This is what he said. I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't know why anybody wouldn't believe it at this point. He says Vince is either A, going to be in Portland to run SmackDown, or B, he's going to be running the show virtually, which is something that has been done before in the past and will continue to be done if Vince is not there. And I won't be surprised if it actually did happen leading up to his inevitable in-person return. So if Vince is going to be running the show on Friday and the team, the beautiful team that Triple H has put together is just trying to get a great show out there and generate excitement and get some fucking goodwill back from the fans. They want to throw something out on social media. This is what's going to happen on Friday. Expect a good show. How do you know? How do you know? Vince, if he's there or if he's there virtually via Zoom, he's going to blow the fucking show up. The high probability of that happening is real. So whatever is there might not even happen. And then he'll send Triple H out there as the title-only chief content officer to get everybody back on the same page. He's using Triple H to, to dumb down the negativity now. But there's nothing that could be done. Look at how demented this man is. He's using his son-in-law on Friday after everybody saw what happened on Monday Using him as a fucking shield to dumb down everything. I'm going to need you to go out there and dumb down everybody's worries, pal. Zero. And I mean in the negatives. Nothing he says holds any weight whatsoever. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, but believe your paywalls, though. Believe your paywalls. They're feeding you more false bullshit than I've ever seen before, man. Their Vince narrative has been very, very, very manipulative. Very. Do not believe what is going on. I can't urge you enough to watch the show. Watch the show. Listen to these interviews. Read these reports. Everything. Just piece this shit together. It doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. So there were reports that at least two talent, including one near the top of the card, said that they'll likely request their releases if this is a trend moving forward. 
And another said they'll just ride out their deal. Does Vince care? Vince doesn't care. Because it was never about a sale of the company. It was never about keeping roster morale at the highest it's ever been. It's about Vince getting back to ultimate power. That's all it was about. And that's all it will ever continue to be about. You think they give a fuck about some top-level top guys possibly requesting their release? You know budget cuts are on the way. These fucking scumbags over at Endeavor are going to be looking to cut roster and looking to cut payroll. No sweat off their back. And you think that they're going to change Vince McMahon's methods? This is the reason why the fucking company was sold to Endeavor in the first place. That's why they're under investigation now. He's got no board. He's got nobody to answer to on his end. The board is now six Endeavor and five WWE. It doesn't swing in his power anymore, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the reason why he is where he is right now and the reason why he holds the power that he does is because he opted to sell the company to a friend of his that he's known for 23 years. 23 years. He doesn't have any shareholders to fucking answer to anymore. It's over. He only answers to Ariel Emanuel. That's it. That's it. That is his boss. He's number one and Vince is number two. They're in bed together. The only reason why he sold it to Endeavor is because he knew he would remain in power. The reason he didn't sell it to Liberty Media, as being reported, they were the next in line to buy the company. And whoever else wanted to buy the company, they probably told him, I don't want you here. I want your daughter. I want your son-in-law in charge. I want Triple H and Stephanie running the company. You said... You said that if a company is if the company is sold to a company that is going to be interested in purchasing WWE, that you would fulfill it and then take a step back or step down. That was never the case. You fucking serious? That was never the case. That was merely put out there for public image. Oh, look, Vince is a good guy. He'll step down. That was never intended on happening. That was never in a thousand lifetimes going to happen. Never. Vince sold it to Endeavor because it would keep him on in the highest power that he could possibly hold for himself. That's it. That is it. We're fucked. We're fucked. And Ari Emanuel already said in the CNBC interview that I'm not going to touch WWE creative. That's all Vince. Vince is going to do whatever he's got to do to make his show run. Are they listening to the feedback on social media? Are they looking at the tweets? Are they seeing the hashtags? Nothing is going to work. Nothing. I see geeks online. Hijack SmackDown. Go to SmackDown and chant Fire Vince. Hashtag Fire Vince McMahon. What are you doing? It is a futile effort. That shit's not going to get over. Do you realize who runs the production team? You got some fucking beaver tooth fuck running the production team. All he's got to do is hit a button and your cries for fire, Vince, are going to be fucking filled with Thunderdome sound effects. Why would you even waste your breath? 
All your cries will be filled from fucking sound effects from the goddamn Thunderdome. Don't even bother. They don't care. None of them care. Then we get this story in regards to Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Bullshit. Absolute fucking dog shit reporting. This is coming from Fightful Select behind a paywall. Fightful reported this week that were some adjustments. There were some adjustments made to Cody Rhodes and his WWE Raw plans. This was not one of them. Brock Lesnar was not one of them. Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes were not only scheduled to start a program before Vince McMahon, but it was planned well before that. Sources familiar with the situation say that Brock Lesnar was aware of his creative plans after WrestleMania, nearly a month ahead of time, we can't say that the entirety of the creative knew that was the direction, but that those in the know, specifically Brock, were aware that was the plan moving forward. Now, there were hints of a heel turn in the package that we got, the little presentation that we got, and not getting back into the ring with Omas, obviously, because he beat him at WrestleMania, Backing out of the ring in some interactions with Omas, avoiding contact were some of those hints. Creative plans for Brock Lesnar to stand side-by-side side with Cody, then eventually F5 him, were laid out to him a month before Raw after Mania. So what, what, does, what, does, this, what does this realistically mean? It means that Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes, if planned, were planned a month in advance. WWE planned this because Vince McMahon said so. So for all the fucking people out there that want to claim, oh, Vince McMahon had nothing to do with WrestleMania. Vince McMahon had nothing to do with WWE creative. Vince McMahon had nothing to do with anything up until Monday when he showed himself after the merger to UFC. No. If this was planned, if this was planned, this was planned as of a month ago, by Vince McMahon. Not Triple H. Not Triple H at all. Everybody was like, how do you know? How do you know Brock Lesnar and Omos was a Vince McMahon thing? Anything that happens with Brock Lesnar is directed by Vince McMahon. Brock Lesnar answers to nobody but Vince McMahon. If Vince wants Brock to jump through a fucking ring of fire, if Brock Lesnar is supposed to jump into a fucking pool of bloodthirsty sharks and Vince McMahon says so, he's going to do it. He had a problem working Bray Wyatt. Triple H wanted to work outside the box. He didn't want to work with Bray Wyatt. Why? Because it didn't come from Vince McMahon. Why? Because Bray's character is a fucking career killer for everybody that's in there. So Brock is smart, and then Brock clearly is not going to listen to anybody but Vince McMahon. Well, you want me to sit here and believe that Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes is a Triple H thing because Vince wasn't booking shit as of a month ago? Triple H was not in this discussion. He was told by Vince McMahon, hey, pal, hey, we're going to be going with this one. This is basically John Cena and Brock Lesnar 2013 all over again. That's it. 
That's all it is. This is Triple H's idea. Triple H coming out of WrestleMania where everybody is heartbroken over Cody Rhodes losing to Roman Reigns and him battling the bloodline, having Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens back him at WrestleMania, potentially giving him the title, Solo Sokoa getting in there with the Samoan spike. But Brock Lesnar is the plan moving forward. Really? Because what I gathered coming out of WrestleMania is that the bloodline story with Sammy, KO, and Cody was moving on into the next phase, moving on into the next chapter. Certainly looked like, to me, the main event of Backlash, because Roman worked Backlash last year in a similar capacity. Looked like the main event of Backlash realistically was going to be Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and Jimmy Uso versus Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens in a big six-man tag team match. Going to Puerto Rico for the first time in 19 years? And you're not going to put Roman Reigns on the card? This is a bullshit report. This came about a month ago. Vince McMahon said so. If not, this happened on Monday. Booked on Monday. Decided on Monday. Because Vince McMahon blew up the fucking script anyway. Cody and Brock do not make any sense. Is it the struggle that me and a lot of people ask for? Certainly. But I'm not interested in seeing Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. I don't give a fuck about that match happening. Is it going to take Cody Rhodes to the next level? Who knows? But clearly, Triple H was not trusted with high-level acts like Cody and Roman Reigns. So Vince McMahon had to step in and go to his tried-and-true Brock Lesnar. If Brock can't do it, if I can't get it out of Cody with Brock, then no one can. Open your eyes. These repetitive, these repetitive scenes and these repetitive situations that happen on WWE television, this is what Triple H wanted to move on from. Triple H is not booking Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes at Backlash. That's, this was not the plan. It wasn't. I don't give a fuck what report says so. I don't give a shit how much you got to pay for said report. And I don't give a fuck what WWE said or who told you. Why would you believe these people? They have openly lied to you. They've lied to outlets up and down. I swear to God, Vince McMahon's not in charge. Bullshit. Bullshit. They use people like Fightful. They use people like Sports Illustrated. They use people like ESPN to get their narrative out there. They do. Please, please put it out there that Vince is not in charge. Meanwhile, we all know he is. He never went away. He never went away. Why would you believe these people? On a normal day, the mainstream media lies to you. Why would it be any different when it comes to somebody like Vince McMahon? It's going to be worse. This man has survived every situation humanly possible that would have crippled his company and crippled him as a man. The guy should be in jail. Meanwhile, he's out here imitating Dr. Robotnik on Monday Night Raw. We're doomed. We're fucked. The honeymoon is over. 
Vince McMahon ruins everything. This is Vince McMahon's motto. Kill the hearts of all the fans. How many wrestlers, how many wrestlers have left that company and they were fucking thrilled to be out, citing that Vince McMahon and WWE killed their passion for pro wrestling? How many? Every single person that was there and was let go has a new lease on life and has once again regained the passion for the business. It's over. WWE will not ever be where we want it to be. It will not be allowed in Triple H's grasp until Vince is in a box, lowered into the ground, poured dirt on the casket, and buried six feet under. That's when we'll get WWE back to the way it is. But with a partnership between Vince McMahon and Ari Emanuel, 23 years, do you genuinely think that our cries for a better WWE are going to resonate with these fucking people? All they give a shit about is charging you for premium live events at a fucking uptick of $80, $90. All they want is your money. All they give a shit about is fucking power, greed, more power. And all these people will do is present themselves on a fucking camera in front of the world and lie and bullshit to get what they want. 23 years they know each other. He's already survived the biggest scandal in WWE history. Ari Emanuel said himself, I would have body slammed Vince McMahon if he decided to leave. Did I want him to stay on board? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why Endeavor is looking at a 51% share of WWE. We're fucked. A Triple H segment on SmackDown is not going to calm the fucking flames. In fact, it's going to be, it's going to make something, it's going to make something worse. It's going to make this situation worse. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the flames and enhance them somehow. Because nothing that man says on Friday is going to resonate with anybody. Because now we know that, and this is all Vince's fault, I don't even blame Triple H. Now we know who's in charge and why Triple H is being sent out there. Careful what you read and who you trust with your money. Careful what you read and what you believe in the community. A lot of people are out there to really get what they want out there across, cite that they're the best and that they got the story. And if you don't have the story, I got it. If you if you heard it from somewhere else, don't I got it. Nobody knew what we nobody knew what was going on until we reported it. Fuck out of here. I don't need nobody. I've been doing this shit for a very long time. I'm at the highest level that you could get on this fucking platform. Nobody, nobody does it like we do. Nobody gets the shit across like we do. Nobody is the audience that we do. There's a reason why people come here because they want the fucking truth. They don't want to be bullshitted and gaslighted through fucking reports and false narratives because the WWE doesn't want the truth out there. WrestleMania. Lots of changes happened at WrestleMania. Vince is not back though, right? LA Knight, Bobby Lashley cut when they were supposed to be on the Mania card. 
Monday Night Raw. Obviously, you know the chaos that was Monday Night Raw. WRKD Wrestling reports that LA Knight was pitched and planned to have a segment with Bobby Lashley. WWE had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy transported to SoFi Stadium specifically to do an entrance. Shotzi. Now, LA Knight and Bobby Lashley were supposed to have a segment. Canceled. LA Knight. Vince canceled LA Knight from WrestleMania. I wonder why. Because he remembers Max Dupree from the Maximum Male Models. LA Knight. Oh, this guy's too over, pal. We got to get rid of him. Meanwhile, Vince, as stupid as he is, doesn't realize that the guy that we got in LA Knight is exactly the type of guy that he would love. That's how fucking skewed Vince's mind is. Shotzi. She was supposed to have her tank for the WrestleMania entrance. It was on site for WrestleMania. It did not get used. Who gives a shit? Nobody, who, who watched the match and actually cared for the match? Nobody gives a fuck. There was also a scrapped integration of the LWO on Raw, which was to feature Bad Bunny. Cody Rhodes was originally to have a backstage segment where he was talking on the phone. That was eliminated Monday morning. Owens and Zayn versus Three Profits was internally referred to as a tag team championship match. I don't think that it was, but who knows? Profits weren't winning the match anyway. Candice LeRae and Piper Niven were both planned for Raw matches, and then they were cut just about an hour before the show. There was originally to be a, or supposed to be a mini tournament to determine a top contender for the Raw Women's Championship. However, it was switched to a women's tag team title contender match late, and Bianca has no opponent set up for herself going into backlash. Rollins and the viral video that went around with Seth Rollins being talked to by some producers while he was in the middle of the ring for his segment, which was a waste of time on Monday. Rollins was in the ring during commercial break. Supposedly, they were giving him instructions because the segment had changed. Sources said that this was the way the segment was scripted and nothing was changed. So Vince basically had Rollins go out there and and sing his theme and then walk away. It's exactly what the fans want after the Raw, after WrestleMania. Rollins singing when we got that on Saturday night. Waste. Absolutely. It's almost almost like Vince wanted to purposely erase everything that Triple H did and kill the excitement of WrestleMania. Raw drew the highest demo since 2020 WrestleMania. Monday's Raw did 2.260 million viewers on the USA Network, up from 1.843. The demo averaged 0.76, up from 0.56. The fallout edition for WrestleMania 39 was the highest since WrestleMania 2020. I don't really understand what happened here and why everybody is... Oh my God, Raw is back. Of course it is. We had the most watched WrestleMania of all time. Of course people would tune in to the Raw after Mania. It had nothing nothing to do with Vince McMahon. Nothing. People watched expecting something to happen and then they were disappointed. You know the rating that's going to matter? Next Monday's show. When it's back down to a 1-6. Knowing that Vince is in charge. This rating means nothing. Nothing at all. WWE has a problem as Drew McIntyre's contract is ending. It's coming up within the next year. Not imminently, but soon. 
PW Insiders reporting that Drew McIntyre's WWE contract is set to expire within the next year or so, which they were able to narrow down a little bit. Fightful Select then reported that McIntyre's deal is up within the next nine months. Whatever the fuck that means. It could be nine months. It could be two months. We don't know. Within the next nine months, it could be today. We don't know. Some top-level reporting there, once again. It was reported that McIntyre and WWE were not close to a new deal. But beyond that, Fightful learned that McIntyre made it clear he was going to wait until much closer to the deal's expiration date to sign anything, as there were a number of factors to consider. Now, I see a lot of people already posting that with AEW announcing Wembley Stadium that we could see Drew Galloway show up for AEW because his contract is coming up. Hey, we don't know when his contract is up within the next nine months. I mean, it could be any time. But I don't think that Drew McIntyre ends up going to, the, to, to AEW. I don't think he leaves WWE. This is his home. But I will say this. If, if there's anybody that deserves a fucking absolute restart and a refresh, it's Drew McIntyre. He honestly feels like everybody else. He doesn't feel special anymore. And meanwhile, he carried that company for a long time. And they had him go through whatever they had him go through. And they never really gave him the proper baby face push. It just fell flat. So if he ends up leaving, I don't blame him. Who knows? Maybe with Vince being back in charge a little bit more full time, maybe McIntyre is one of those top level guys that will just wait their contract out and then leave which is going to be something you hear more and more and more of. It's going to happen. WWE put plans on hold for Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with Shinsuke. I know Triple H was waiting to bring him back to really treat him as something special again. He wasn't used in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And Shinsuke Nakamura, former IC champion, former United States champion, been off TV, I don't even know since when, months. His last TV match was in November when he lost to Santos Escobar on SmackDown. And his last match was a six-man tag team match at a live event in January. WWE never gave an explanation for his absence. No angle was done to ride him off television. And Dave Meltzer reported that WWE has put plans on hold for him after WrestleMania, which it's still unclear... Uh, when he will be back, and why he wasn't used for the Battle Royal. I don't know. I mean, again, up in the air. We we don't know. With the landscape now completely turned upside down, we don't know what is going to happen with Shinsuke Nakamura. So, obviously, he's got a lot left in the tank. Obviously, Triple H has booked him beautifully in the past. He knows how to handle Nakamura, make him a a, a must-see attraction, a star attraction again. Triple H did all that. Vince McMahon didn't see much in him at all. They, they paired him with Rick Boogs. This is the extent of their, their creative. They paired him with Rick Boogs, and they never gave an explanation as to why they paired Rick Boogs and Nakamura together. All they were like, oh, it sounds good as Boogs plays electric guitar, and he can play, oh, look, oh, look, Bruce, he plays Nakamura's uh, theme on guitar, on the guitar. Just like you played by poolside last summer, right? This is this this is the the, the extent of WWE creative. LA Knight, I don't know what's happening with LA Knight. A lot of people are very worried about LA Knight and his usage on WWE television. 
WRKD reports that LA Knight was slated to do a segment with Bobby Lashley. The night of WrestleMania 39, it was cut. Vince McMahon was backstage for night one and night two of WrestleMania. He was in charge completely of things on Monday. We don't know what happened to LA Knight. Everybody's worried about LA Knight's future in WWE. LA Knight wanted to walk out of WWE with the fucking Maximum Male Models gimmick because Vince was in charge. Who knows if he's one of the guys that will A, ride their contract out, or B, be asking for his release. We don't know. I hope to God not. But I do sit here worried about, you know, the Johnny Garganos and the Dexter Loomises of WWE, the Bronson Reeds, the Candice LeRae's, the Mia Yims, LA Knight, Karrion Cross. You, you, don't, you, you don't think that Bruce Pritchard has been keeping a fucking chronological order of when these people came back to the company, who came back to the company. So at a later date, he's all ready and presenting it to Vince McMahon so that those people are the first to be fired. You don't think Bruce Pritchard's going back to Vince McMahon telling him exactly what's going on with Triple H and the way Triple H is thinking. Triple H brought Karrion Cross back and gave him exactly what he should have had in his first go around because Vince didn't give it to him to make Vince look bad. Because he was pissed. You don't think Vince McMahon would be just as vindictive to get back at Triple H? That's the type of guy that'll be fired first right off the spot. Don't blame me. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But when you hear about releases, don't be shocked to hear those names. Or at least half of those names. Charlotte Flair is taking a break from WWE. Goodbye. Nobody's going to miss you. Great match on Saturday. Nobody's going to miss you, though. PW Insider Elite reports Flair will be taking time off from WWE as the former women's world champion told the company about the break over WrestleMania weekend. It was noted that the decision to have Ripley win the title was made before Flair told the company of her plans because nothing else made sense. It doesn't matter if she was going on vacation or not. She was losing the championship. And she isn't expected to appear on Friday Night SmackDown This week, and she'll be going on vacation. Yeah. Good riddance. The report added that she was telling those backstage that she and husband Andrade El Idolo were going to travel. I'll pack your bags for you, honey. I'll pack your bags for you. Just tell me when and where. I'll even wait at the airport to fucking bid you adieu. Get out. Nothing the woman does enhances the show in any meaningful way at all. AEW. Let's shift gears to AEW. Big backstage signing that you probably did not hear about on Wednesday afternoon when he announced Nigel McGuinness. And Jay White, AEW has hired former WWE Vice President of Communications, Adam Hopkins. This is according to PW Insider. Now, while they are not sure of the title, one would think that after all the years within WWE, Hopkins would likely be working on the PR side and helping that area of the company. Multiple sources confirmed Hopkins started last Wednesday at Dynamite in St. Louis, so he's already on the road for AEW. Hopkins was one of the longest-tenured employees 
for WWE, initially joining their Fans Services Department all the way back in September of 1997. He's got 25-plus years with the company, a record at this point that will likely never be matched or surpassed when he exited earlier this year. He left the company after 25 years. I mean, does nobody find that to be a coincidence when he left earlier this year? When Vince McMahon slowly blew up the board of directors and slowly came back as executive chairman of the board after unanimously being voted to stay away, only to unanimously be voted to come back. You don't think he left because he knew exactly what was going on? You don't think Stephanie McMahon did the same exact thing because she didn't know what the fuck was going on? How do you put 25 years in one company to only then turn around and go to the fucking rival promotion that started up to go to war with you? I don't find that to be a coincidence. He quit 25 years in WWE to go join AEW? Of course, obviously people are looking at this as a big signing. Over the course of his WWE run, Hopkins was the manager of media relations, director of communications and senior management, public relations and corporate communication, amongst other titles. Hopkins was basically at the front lines of the company when it came to handling media requests over the years, built a great reputation for being fair, even when he and media outlets would have been in this type of adversity or uh, type of role, you know? So it's something that WWE is going to sorely miss because a lot of the people in WWE very much credited him with reopening the doors for WWE to reach out again to the pro wrestling media and was also a big part of building the Paul Levesque vision of NXT. Again, do you find it to be a coincidence now knowing what happened, why he left? It's pretty safe to say that this is a pretty big addition to the AW backstage team as Hopkins brings a massive amount of knowledge and experience to the company. There you go. Another major hire that nobody's talking about for AEW. Seems like AEW is getting stronger. Meanwhile, WWE is on its fucking knees begging for the fans to come back already after their biggest WrestleMania ever. Multiple people in WWE were confident about signing Jay White before he officially joined AEW. What happened? Now, I, I, was, I was one of the first people to say, I'd love to see Jay White in WWE. A Triple H WWE. Now we know why he didn't go. Because he probably got tipped off that something was going down that he wasn't really privy to. Once the news broke a few months ago that he was finishing up with New Japan, his contract was set to expire. It was reported that he had interest in both WWE and AEW. On Tuesday, it was reported that there was no talk of White over WrestleMania 39 weekend because Triple H already knew where he stood. Triple H already knew what was coming, the shitstorm that was coming, so he did not push. He probably called up Jay White. He's like, yo, Switchblade, let, let me talk to you for a second, bro. Uh, we want to bring you in. We want to bring you in. We got this contract already. We're going to pay you exactly what uh, Tony Khan is offering you, if not more. Uh, we got these plans for you. We got Bullet Club reunion ready to go for you. But listen, man, switch play. Listen, bro, I, I want you to come on in. But, uh, man, my father-in-law is being a pesky bitch. 
He's got this stupid-looking Pedo mustache. He thinks he's a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog villain. I want to bring in Switchblood. I love what you did in Japan. Your shit with Kenny Omega, man. I love it. You know, everything you did. I got your boys over here. AJ Styles, Finn Balor, the, 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 the Good Brothers. They're all over here, man. They wait for it. I, I can't. I can't bring it. My father-in-law won't, won't do it. Man. He won't do it. He called what you do indie garbage, and it's not the big leagues. And apparently, you don't uh, fit the model of pro wrestler that uh, he is looking for. He wants to bring back uh, Goldberg, and he wants to push Omos on television. But listen, Switchblade, you know, when you get done with TK, man, I don't know, how long are you signing for? Four years? Five years? I'll see you in five years, Switchblade. Maybe, maybe my father-in-law will be in the fucking grave by that point. Fucking ridiculous. Meltzer talked about White's decision on The Observer. Says, and I quote, well, Jay White is a great wrestler, a great psychological wrestler. I'm surprised because if he's with AEW, he could go back to New Japan in theory. He will be at the forbidden door. But he lost those matches that said he couldn't. WWE was after him. It was his choice between the two sides. And this was the side he chose. It's a feather in the cap of Tony Khan and AEW. He got the guy. That's a good thing for AEW. Now they have to use him the right way, which remains to be seen. Jay White would have been great in a Triple H 100% led WWE. No doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. But I don't know when this happened. Jay White, we don't have any reports of anything. Jay White could have made his decision well before WrestleMania. The reason why he made his decision... Up to Jay White. Maybe it honestly came down to who he knows in AEW and all of his good buddies are over there. And he wants to be amongst his good buddies. I don't know. Could be. Or maybe, maybe the uncertainty of signing with WWE and the lies and everything that had been said, which ended up being lies, he really took notice of and he said, well, I don't want my career to all of a sudden just go down the fucking toilet Because WWE creative can't get their shit together and they got a maniacal fucking mustache fucking freak, this fucking geek, Vince McMahon running around. He doesn't know if he wants to stay or if he wants to go. You know, I don't know who's running creative. Not going to take a gamble on that. I don't know who's going to buy the company. I don't want to go there and be fired. That's a bad look and everything that I built for myself. So he ended up making the sound decision, stayed with his family, And stayed with somebody who obviously is going to take very good care of him, both in-ring and financially. Jay White's going to get big-time matches. Jay White's going to be an AEW champion. Jay White's going to be making a lot of money. So how anybody says this is a bad decision for Jay White, you're not Jay White. Fuck off. I would have loved to see something different. There was always a part of me that wanted to see Jay White on the grand stage. But now we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. Can't fault his decision. Look at what's going on. Why would you blame him? Plus, WWE doesn't deserve somebody like Jay White. Vince McMahon doesn't deserve the caliber of performer that Jay White is. He doesn't know even. He doesn't even know who Jay White is. Of course he's going to fucking say no. But that's the level of Vince McMahon's WWE. That's the mentality. Shit. Brian Cage, he's working without a contract. Many expected Cage to finish up at the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor show. 
he defended the six-man tag team titles against A.R. Fox, Blake, Christian, and Metalik, Grand Metalik. He agreed to work the show anyway. Uh, Cage was supposed to finish up at the show and then explore his options in free agency. The embassy won the match and kept the tag team titles, leading to speculation that Cage may have agreed to a new deal or a short-term extension. That's not the case, as he's currently uh, right now without a deal. Fightful reported that Cage's agreement to work with AEW Ring of Honor expired at midnight following that event. He agreed to work through the show, and AEW is now trying to sign him to a new deal. They've offered him a long-term deal as well as made attempts to get him to sign a short-term extension. Tony Khan said that during the Supercard of Honor media scrum that he wanted Cage to remain with the promotion for a long time. The report noted that the two sides have had productive conversations and the talks are ongoing. I think Brian Cage's answer is pretty fucking easy. Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Nine months ago, the answer was easy. Now he's looking at free agency and only one place. I think your best bet is to stay with AEW. WWE will not take Brian Cage at this point. Triple H is not there. He's relinquished most of his power. Vince is back. Vince will be back. If they didn't get Jay White, if Jay White is not going to WWE, then Brian Cage is not going to WWE. You break. And finally, guys, the good heart of CM Punk was on display last night on social media, courtesy of Danhausen. Now, Danhausen previously announced that he suffered a torn right pectoral muscle during a four-way tag team title match at Revolution when he teamed with Orange Cassidy against Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, the acclaimed, and the guns. He'll be on the sideline for several months. Punk recently went on a rant via Instagram on John Moxley and ripping Chris Jericho and Dave Meltzer, calling Meltzer a liar and Jericho a liar and a stooge. As reported previously, before the post, Punk and AEW were in talks for him to return as AEW president Tony Khan wanted to bring Punk back. I do believe, this is just me speaking out loud to you guys, this is my honest opinion, I think Punk is going to be back for the Wembley show. He'll be on TV. They're not having that show without CM Punk. Danhausen on Twitter praised Punk for doing something special for him recently. He posted this and I quote, I've had a rough month with everything going on and a great friend of mine, Pepsi Phil, surprised me today with my Holy Grail collectible in an unspeakable act of kindness amongst other suspected unspeakable acts of kindness. He'll be mad that I posted this. I don't care. This is my revenge. One more note. This man has checked on me literally every single day since I got injured and since the loss of my cousin to make sure I'm okay aside from normal friend talk. So has Brody King. He will bully me. So the kindness of CM Punk, man. You know, there are people on that roster that want Punk back. I knew it. There are people on that roster that love Punk. You you can like Punk. You can hate Punk, Punk. But at the end of the day, when he wants to be a good person, CM Punk can be a good person. And you don't have to like him to work with him. You don't. Hopefully this has been discussed with Tony Khan and the rest of the locker room. The Punk is needed. AEW is better with Punk. Storylines. TV is better with Punk. Some of that locker room will be better with Punk. Not all of it. Grown men need to be grown men in this case. Punk needs to be back on TV and Punk needs to be in London. 
Anyway, guys, I am all about out of news. And I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out this afternoon, man. What a explosive show. Oh, my goodness. If you guys enjoyed tonight's happy hour podcast, man, I want to see... I want to see those ace emojis in the chat. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Thank you for the 1,300 likes. Hit that subscribe button if you have not done so, man. Clearly, you see the content and the quality of content that we do here, man. Nobody does it better. Follow me on social, hit that subscribe. Turn on that bell for notifications so you know when we go live. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Get those super chats in. Tonight's show sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit, man. Unbelievable product they got on the market. From a beard trim to a fresh shave. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit, man, and the technology behind it will give your beard its signature look that it's been looking for forever. You can finally use Manscaped products to make the drapes match the carpet by going to manscaped.com using code SCRIPT20 at checkout. 20% off and free shipping. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit, man, 20 haircutting lengths, all with one guard, no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. My bathroom is nice and organized now thanks to this one piece of equipment. I love it. It's waterproof, so you can take it in the shower, shave in the shower. Titanium-coated T-blade, tough enough on hair, but smooth on your face. One stroke, that's all you need. Single-stroke efficiency. Satisfaction guaranteed every time. They also include the beard shampoo, the beard conditioner. You guys need to remember that the hair on your face is different from the hair on the rest of your body, man. It's more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. They're going to give you the beard oil as well. Beard balm. And three free gifts. The beard brush, the comb, and the scissors, man. The gifts are awesome. Love it. 20% off, free shipping, code SCRIPT20 at Manscaped. Make sure you guys go get yourself the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Manscaped.com. I want to thank them for once again sponsoring the show right here on OTS. Wednesday Adams. We got a $9.99 times two by Wednesday Adams. Thank you. If Vince McMahon doesn't shave off that mustache, me and Lurch will cut him off with an axe. The only person who looks good with that mustache is my father, Gomez Adams. Well, that's his main influence there, Wednesday. That or uh, Dr. Robotnik's fucking sidekick villain.
Uh, Wednesday also, after me and Lurch cut Vince McMahon off, both Gomez Adams and Uncle Fester will burn Vince up. They put his body in toxic waste after that mother and father are going to have Jesse's Tacos. I don't know what's worse, man. Jesse's Tacos or Vince's mustache? Jesse's got his Ring of Honor watch along. <laughs> E.W. Doc watch along. 20 minutes. Uh, Lord Jake Coyle with a 10. I'm so fucking excited for All In. I can't wait to go. I have a great feeling that this could be one of AEW's best shows ever if booked correctly. We'll love it if there's an OTS meetup in London. We will see, bro. We will see. Michelle Moran with a Tudor Super Chat. Knowing Vince backlash will be full of rematches. Uh, it'll be full of rematches and it'll go back to being WrestleMania backlash. Jamal Barnes with a five. After AEW last night, there's no reason for me to watch WWE anymore. Looking forward to the trip to London with my girlfriend for AEW's pay-per-view. Fire Vince McMahon. Still trending. Wednesday Adams with a 199. JD, do you have any Adams drinks in your bar? I don't. I don't Wednesday. But I do recommend the Tony's Cola, old-fashioned. D-Man 70 with a 499. AJD just wanted to say you're the best. Keep it real in the field. Hashtag go Braves. Braves are playing excellent baseball right now. Hashtag acknowledge the tribal chief, JD. Thank you, D-Man. Prodigy Freebird with a 20 months. Vince needs to go. Simple as that. I just started watching again, and now I'm about to stop again if Vince is back. Bro, you're not alone. You're not alone, man. Paul David with a five. Braves home open it tonight. Playing San Diego, man. Looking forward to it. The Pacifist with a five. You should make a fuck you, I was right t-shirt. Stick it to all the doubters. Now, I'll just make a Sean Ross Sap shirt. Fightful was wrong with the OTS logo. Uh, D Ninja with a one, uh, with a $2 super chat. Uh, really, you really open to what really happening on WWE. Yes. Yes, it's very easy. It's very easy to do, D Ninja. Uh, Whitney Oliver with a 199. Uh, this is Whitney's first super chat, and she leaves no message. Thank you, Whitney. Hopefully, it's not the last time. Uh, D Man with a 499. New member, two weeks. OTS for life. Yes, indeed, D Man. There you go, brother. Uh, Tay the Savior with a 999. Fear the IC title will be diminished once again. LA Knight going back to Max Dupree. Carrying Cross being a Ninja Turtle. Guys like Bray Wyatt and Tegan Knox getting released again. For all we know, bro, Vince would have Gunther lose the IC title to Baron Corbin in about three minutes. Shadow Moss. $2 Super Chat. I need Athena versus Jamie Hayter. That would be a fucking banger. That would be a banger. Dud with a new membership. Thank you so much, brother. Also, $5 Super Chat. Looks like Matt Riddle will now just be Riddle again. Looks like LA Knight will be called Max Dupree. Now that Vince, is, Vince McMahon is back, who knows what will happen? 
Bro, I... Please don't remind me, man. Don't remind me. That just sounds awful. Awful, awful, awful. Little Ray with a $2 super chat. Us fans need to unite and take a stand. Fire Vince. TK with a 9.99. The sale not totally complete. I think Ari told Vince what he wanted, but will vote him out of his position along with everyone on the board. They gave Triple H $5 million bonus to stay around for a reason. TK, I, I hope you are correct, bro. I really do. I really do. Tay the Savior. 499. Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling, and I won't be surprised if he takes a dump all over it again. That's the reason why FTR didn't go over there. They knew exactly what was happening to them. Shadow Moss, $2 Super Chat. You can talk of Vince, but lay off the mustache, sir. The mustache is hideous, bro. It is awful looking. I'm not a big fan of mustaches anyway. The only mustache that I accept is one of those handlebar mustaches that you see walking into a fancy cocktail bar, man. You know your drink is in good hands when you got somebody that can do this with their fucking mustache behind the bar. Whitney Oliver with a 999. Nice to see Whitney again. I fear tomorrow will be a farewell from Triple H. At this point, I wish he and Steph would start something of their own. I gotta I gotta shut the music off for this one, man. We need uh we need the proper chance for my guy Steve Winyard. Steve Winyard. Oh, my goodness. A $200 super chat. WWE is like an abusive relationship with us. Lies, promises broken, getting paid shills. Spout their narrative. No logic, no effort, no creativity. The men and women of the roster I care about are being mistreated. Mass releases incoming. He doesn't care or listen about us. Done fuming, but still. Steve, you are 100% correct in your assessments, brother. Lies, the lies and the broken promises, man, are disgusting. Coast of the Cray Cray with a $5 super chat. Moral, morale is low, you say. I hope the talent is counting down the days when their deals are up and tell Vince to get the fuck out. Bro, I, I, I really pray one day there's a roster revolt, man. People just walk out. People go on strike. People do something, man. It's, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Martez Rogers with a new membership. Martez, thank you so much, brother. What the fuck are you drinking? Mr. TKO with a five. Next major change Vince makes will be to bring back Johnny Laurinaitis. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, bro? Oh, my goodness. It's Zabdi with a 999 for the first time ever. Triple H is set to address the WWE Universe tomorrow on Friday Night SmackDown. What do you think it will be? 
Another farewell. To Marcus Vaughn with a five. Do you think Vince will bring back the 24-7 title? Anything's possible, man. This guy's fucking a lunatic. Brandon Johnson with a 499. The best thing that has been done on the Vince within the past five years is turning Roman heel. Well, I don't think he really had a choice in the matter. It was either Roman got what he wanted or Roman would not come to work. Rick Dog with the $2 Super Chat. First time in the venue. Thank you, Rick Dog. I appreciate your honesty and not being a shill. Thank you, Rick Dog. Comment of the night, brother. Uh, Jonathan Bordeaux with a $5 Super Chat. WWE is the Dallas Cowboys. They are an accident waiting to happen. Yes. Carl M. with a new membership. The Miracoli 199 with a new membership. What the fuck are you gentlemen drinking in my mother's basement, bro? Love it. QM Rage with a 20. What's up, JD? After watching Mania, I was hyped to watch Raw. After that trash show, it lost my interest again. I'm sticking to AEW. Good for you, brother. Listen, I'll be here covering it all, man. When I tell you it's safe, then you come back, bro. Stick to AEW, man. They're not going to really disappoint you as much as WWE. They're not perfect either, but when it's safe on the other side, man, I'll let you know. The Miracoli becomes a new member. Thank you again, brother. You and Carl. Uh, Phil with a 10. If I was Triple H and Vince told me to try and dumb down the negativity, I'd give him the bird and keep it moving. You would think, right? Nothing Triple H can do, man. He's a fucking puppet. D-style boxing with a $5 super chat. You were right. I was wrong, JD. Vince is ruining everything. Of course he is. It's what he lives to do, bro. He will ruin the WWE before his family runs it better than him. Not a secret. Max Mello with a 499. I pray that Vince is removed in Jesus' name. That is all we can do because Vince needs to be charged and sent to prison for the illegal things that he did. He should be in jail. Talking about Raw... Vince would find out the real meaning of Raw in the jail, for sure. Cham World with a six months. Thank you, Cham World. Let's all hope that Vince McMahon passes away soon. By the way, you telling the truth is not being negative. Keep up the good work, my dude. Hashtag fire Vince. Uh, Cham World, the only way things will get back is if Vince is dead. I don't wish death upon the guy, but... It's the only way we're going to get things the way we need it. The Miracoli with a $10 Super Chat. I've been subscribed to the channel since the Rumble Review. 16. Just became a member today. Love the work you've done all these years, JD. Keep it up. Greetings from Germany. Miracoli. That's a long time, my friend. Thank you so much, man. Glad that you've been here to see the progress that we've made, man. The strides that we made to be the number one live stream podcast in the IWC, brother. Thank you so much. Travis Campbell, the 199. Well, it was good while it lasted. It's over. It's all over, Travis. Ben Richardson with a five. 
Bro, this has to end. I'm jumping off the sinking ship. All we are going to see is garbage TV. Vince sucks. It's over, Ben. Max Mello with a 499. I think Vince made Cody lose at Mania because thinking back at it, with all due respect, JD, Cody should have won based on the pace of the match. Bro, Cody was not winning the match. He never was slated to win the match, ever. I talked about this on Sunday night, man. You gotta pay attention. I talked about it for weeks leading up to Sunday. You gotta pay attention. Smokey with a $2 super chat. John Laurinaitis will be back soon. Yes, he will. I don't think so, but the possibility of that happening is... I wouldn't be surprised. Theme parks and things with Johnny $10 super chat. If Charlotte leaves WWE and does wrestling tours around the world... New Japan, other wrestling promotions. She's going to take those women's championships. Wrestling promotions will throw their championships at her. Bro, she's not going anywhere. Charlotte will never leave WWE, and Vince would never allow that to happen. DGK Dog with a 499. Yesterday was my birthday, and I was at AEW Dynamite. I also share the same birthday as Charlotte Flair and Dominic Mysterio. Well, DGK Dog, happy belated birthday, brother. Tay-Tay, the savior of the 199. Vince McMahon is worse than Tom Sandoval. Tone C with a 10. Drinking an ice-cold Stella. Listening to the Ace. Great show as usual with the recent events. You'll see me at the May 10th Dynamite show instead of SummerSlam. Get Vince and his stash out. Thank you, Tone C. Theme parts and things with Johnny. $10 Super Jack. Vince stealing Don Tony's stash. Don Tony rocks better. Rocks it better. Vince just ruins it. Don Tony's the man, bro. Hollywood guy with a $5 super jack. Hollywood Eric, I'm sorry. Not Hollywood guy. Hollywood Eric, 86 with a $5 super jack. Right off the script, Jay, the huge fan of yours and the show. I never doubted you on the Vince being back in power thing I've known since he came back. It's very easy to see, Hollywood Eric. Very easy to see, man. Hayate with a new membership. Ion Hayate. Thank you. Welcome to the OTS venue inside my mother's basement. Nemesis with a $5 Super Jack. Great show again, JD. Keep rocking it out of the park. OTS for life. Hashtag fire Vince. Thank you, brother. Michael Bertoni with a $10 Super Chat. My wife has been so excited to watch WWE with me since Vince left in July. She stopped around 2015, but now she's more depressed ever since Vince has come back. It's like a soul sucker to think about. It's awful, bro. A lot of people feel the same way, man. They were not watching, then watch, and now they got to go back to not watching because they won't watch with him in charge. Cody Snyder with a $2 Super Chat. Don't know what Jesse's drinking, but he's had enough. I don't know. Is Jesse drinking anything tonight? I don't know. Charlie Thomas with a $2 Super Chat. Thank you for the first time, Charlie. Theme parks and things with Johnny $5 Super Chat. Vince is back. Here come the Bellas drinking a Guinness right now, hoping it doesn't happen. Well, the Bellas are not coming back. Tay-Tay with a 499. Vince McMahon has injected the poison in the WWE once again. Hashtag fire Vince. Yes. Brandon Johnson, devotee, new members. Thank you so much, guys. 
Kal-El. Done with WWE again with a $5 super chat. There's always AEW, Kal-El. Studio Nick Tendo with a two months. I didn't want to believe you, JD. I had wax in one ear and listened with the other. You were right all along. Cheers, brother. Don't worry, man. Just keep in mind, man, for Nick Tendo and everybody else, I always have your best interests right here. Charlie Thomas with a $10 super chat. Love you, JD. Best podcast in the world. Can't wait for Wembley. Hopefully you are there. Omega, CM Punk, and Brian versus Will Ospreay. Sign me the fuck up. Devotee with a $4.99. He says, fire Vince. And basic with a $4.99. Do you think William Regal will be heading back to AEW? I do not. They'd be foolish to fire William Regal again, man. Why would they do that? That's a terrible fucking move. Anyway, guys. We had a killer show tonight, man. We had 3,900 people on this show tonight, man. If that doesn't show the power of the podcast, man, if that doesn't show the power on a random Thursday and the momentum that we have, I love it, man. I love the energy. I love you guys. I couldn't do without you guys. Jesse's got a ring of honor. Watch along in 20 minutes. Go over there. Head over there if you care about that. Jesse's knowledgeable in this shit. Gonna cover you on Ring of Honor. If you guys want a buddy to watch it with, he's over there. It's not as cool as my mother's basement, but it'll it'll do for Ring of Honor, man. It'll do for Ring of Honor. What am I gonna be doing? I'm making dinner. I'm hopping in the shower. I'm having a cold beverage. And I'm watching some shit on TV. And I'm not thinking about any of this wrestling shit till tomorrow night where you'll see me on SmackDown. It's gonna be a big show, man. It's gonna be a big show. Is Vince going to be back? Raging Girl Gamer coming in late with a 1999 Super Chat. I love Vince. I don't know why, Pete. You know what? You know what? Rage, rage, rage. You know what, Rage? Get her out. Get her out. Get her out. Get her out. Get her out of the venue. Get her out. Otis, get her out. Get her out of here. I don't want her in. I don't want her in the venue. Get her out. Fucking bullshit, man. I'm only kidding, guys. I love Rage. See you guys tomorrow.